2: A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for the Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. What is going on, everybody? I'm Aslan Hajivani, director of digital media for warchant.com, the ultimate seminal support source. That is the director of original content, as well as the executive producer of The Jeff Cameron Show, Tom Lang, and the managing editor of warchant.com, Ira Shofell. Hit the thumbs up button. We certainly would appreciate it. And subscribe if you haven't done so already. Get all the information you need for this upcoming LSU game and then celebrate on the travel council with all the Florida State fans for an entire year of good times that surely will be coming down the pike. Again, for only $1, go to warchant.com, the ultimate seminal sports source, to subscribe. If you're going to be in New Orleans this weekend, and why wouldn't you be? It's going to be an amazing time. Come join us over at the Howlin' Wolf on Saturday, 2 to 5 o'clock, for a little meet and greet. The Howlin' Wolf and Den, it's off South Peter Street, off the quarter. Um, We'll all be there. Everybody you're seeing on the screen here, Corey's going to be there. Jeff's going to be there. It's going to be a grand time. There'll be college football on the television. We'll be hanging out there for the Georgia-Oregon game. Again, come join us 2 to 5 o'clock at the Howlin' Wolf. All right, usually this is the time in the show, guys, where we kind of recap uh, last week's game, but it was Duquesne. They dominated them, which is to be celebrated, but we've already done that, I think, for the last few days. So let's get to this LSU matchup that's coming down the pike here, guys. Um, I'm going to ask you both this, and then whoever answers it the way I like it, just one-word answer. I've seen this with conviction in your answer. We'll go from there. Is LSU more talented than Florida State, Ira? Yes. Tom, Yes. Okay. I'm going to go with Ira, just out of seniority. (laughs) All right. So if that's the case, I think we really do feel good overall about this matchup. So if LSU is the more talented team, where's most of this optimism coming from? And and is this kind of like the showcase game to to show everybody, people like me, probably, that culture is a really important thing because of the timeline that Mike Norvell's had to change his program versus what Brian Kelly's had so far, Ira?
1: Yeah, I don't know that this is necessarily a culture game, Uh, you know, particularly because, again, I don't think Brian Kelly inherited quite as bad of a situation maybe as, as Mike Norvell did. Because again, what was happening at Florida State was prolonged, it was multiple years through a couple of three different coaching staffs. Brian Kelly's just gotta clean up Ed O's mess. And I think he can do that pretty quickly. I don't know he can do it in one game. And I think that's the, that's one point. And then the other thing is, yes, I think LSU is more talented. They've recruited better at a higher level uh, for the last several years because they did have some continuity. And they they have a, obviously it's a great recruiting base in the state of Louisiana, And they have some more top-line NFL talent. But I don't think they're a complete team by any stretch of the imagination. I think Florida State's done a really good job the last year or two of filling the blanks through the transfer portal, kind of getting up to competent levels across the board. I don't know if LSU is gonna be able to do that this quickly. I think they've got some places where Florida State can attack. And I also think it's game one, it's just the situation. If they were playing in November, I don't know if we would feel as bullish as we do right now. I think Florida State's got a really good chance to win this game, but I think a big part of it is because you're catching them in their first game with a new, whole new staff.
2: The more talented team doesn't always win, uh, Tom Lang. We've, we've certainly seen that over the years. Uh, so what makes you feel good about this uh, this matchup? What well, has you optimistic despite the fact that maybe you know it does seem that LSU might have a little bit more of that high-level top-end talent than Florida State does currently?
0: I think many of mike norvell's wins he doesn't have a ton of them yet in his career at florida state but many of his wins are in games where that's the case florida state doesn't have as much talent as the opponent they're starting to build up more of their own in tallahassee and then there's the continuity of year over year understanding the habits what's expected of you you saw it from the defense last year from the second half of the louisville game on it appeared to be a defense beforehand where guys were trying to do too much they were thinking maybe they were freelancing out of where. The responsibilities were. But by the end of the season for that defense, you saw guys trusting each other to do their jobs. And those are the habits that you would expect to carry over from year to year. So the hope for this game is old habits die hard for LSU and the culture and the habits carry through for Florida State. And that's where the margin may be. It's going to be a close game. And it might just be one of those kinds of mistakes out of habits for LSU that opens the door for Florida State to win the football game.
2: All right, so then what team do we think may, maybe has more to gain, I guess, then, Ira? You know, you got, you got a first-year staff and Brian Kelly. Obviously, a lot of money thrown his way to pull him away from Notre Dame. This is a program that's only, what, two seasons removed from a national title game. There's not a lot of patience there. There's as few patience as there is in Tallahassee for a turnaround, I'm sure Baton Rouge is just as uh, sort of severe and urgent. So, uh, you know, is this a bigger game for Brian Kelly, or is this a bigger game for Mike Norvell to finally show that things are taking hold in Tallahassee?
1: Look, it's a great opportunity for Mike Norvell, but to me, this is a bigger game and more pressure and more to lose for LSU. Uh, honestly, they're in, the, they're in their home state. This game will be played not very far from where their campus is in Baton Rouge. Uh, Brian Kelly was paid a lot of money. You went out and hired the head coach at Notre Dame to leave to come to your school. You made a huge investment in that you don't want to come out and lay an egg against the team that Florida State doesn't have respect nationally. People have seen what Florida State is the last three or four years. We, the people that cover the team and certainly the fans, think this program is is back on the rise and heading in the right direction. But this is a team that lost to Jacksonville State a year ago. If you're Brian Kelly and if you're this LSU football team, you can't lose at home in your home state in your first game to that Florida State team. So I think there's much more on the line for LSU. Uh, it's a huge win for Florida State and Norvell if they can get it, but I, I think all, all the pressure, especially if the game goes on and it's a tight game, shifts to that LSU sideline.
2: Whose family is putting more pressure on their head coach than
1: Tom right now? Family.
0: Well, yeah, I like the question. I, you know, Ira, I was going to take the opposite side, and and what's interesting is I I agree with what you're saying. Brian Kelly has more to lose in this game. Florida State has more to gain.
1: Yeah, I agree with that.
0: If if LSU wins this football game, ho-hum, you beat Florida State. They've been down for five or six years. Big whoop. Let's see what happens when you get to the SEC West. It would almost be like uh, Florida State struggling with Duquesne last week. Does Florida State have much to gain by blowing out Duquesne in the eyes of the fan base? Not a ton, but would they have something to lose if they didn't perform up to snuff? Sure, y- yeah, the faith of the fan base would be shaken. So, But I think for Mike Morvell and Florida State, there is opportunity here, a huge one. There is a ton to gain if you win this football game then lsu's brand even though it's temporarily down florida state is now in the conversation nationally for a week because they've got a buy coming up to say look at that a team that just lost to jacksonville state last year has now beaten an sec west program so i think there's more to gain for fsu but there's more pressure and more to lose for lsu
1: and the one thing i would add to that though real quick and i think we all agree on this if florida state wins this game but then turns around and 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 drops a game at louisville you know 11 days 12 days later all of that goodwill is kind of lost. So I, it's a big win. It sets them up in a great position if they can get it, um, but it's, it's, it's not a season-defining win by any stretch. Those conference games, especially a road game at Louisville, team you've struggled with the last couple of years, is gonna have a lot of um, an impact on what the perceptions are of your program as well.
2: Right, and if they drop this game, but then beat Louisville, you feel good about where you're at because all your goals are still kind of ahead of you right. uh, one other thing i want to touch on big picture wise ira i mean you mentioned brian kelly inheriting what what ed ogeron did i don't know if like the rot for lack of a better word has set in as much in baton rouge as it did in tallahassee after uh, jimbo left but i mean if a guy can get that thing back on track because listen i mean their COVID year lsu is real rough and then obviously last season things were really spiraling out of control I and mean, if brian kelly can stabilize and win first game you know not having the preparation that Mike Norvell had, not having a few years of getting things ready. I mean, isn't that kind of a, optically, is, doesn't that make you feel a little bit discouraged if you're a Florida State fan, if you're seeing a guy turning things around from a, a, a real bad situation just like that when you're still, you know, starting whatever, this is game 15, 16 or whatever of what you're trying to get f- fixed and repaired?
1: No, because I, again, I still think that Mike Norvell had a worse situation because it, they, they the Willie Taggart years in between. And so that to me, if, if, if Mike Norvell had taken over in 2020 and or excuse me, in 2018 and, and it took four years to turn around, I would I would get your point. But he came in after the program further deteriorated. The other thing I would say is Brian Kelly had a big advantage over Mike Norvell in the sense that he's Brian Kelly. He's coached Notre Dame to college football playoffs. Mike Norvell came from Memphis. So the buy in, I imagine, and I'm not there and we all, everybody asked this question back when he was hired is how is he going to relate to those players? How are those kids going to buy into a guy from the Midwest? And and so, and that's a fair question, but he does have a resume that Mike Norvell does not have. So that that carries weight with players as well, and so that's another advantage. But I I just think the situations are different. Folks, if you're not going to be able to be in New Orleans in the Caesar
2: Superdome for that kickoff, uh, join us on War Chant Game Day for the watch-through. It'll be myself, Tom Lang, and Dominic Robinson watching the game with you folks at home live right here on YouTube. And beforehand, be there for the pregame show, which is going to start at 6.30 Eastern time. That will be with Jeff Cameron and Tom Lang, all part of Zaxby's War Chant Game Day. Again, the watch along following the pregame show, which will be an hour long. And then afterwards, the postgame show with Tom and Gene. You guys think Tom's going out there just to party? Tom will be working, man. Uh, So join us for War Chant Game Day, presented by Zaxby's and Zaxby's of Tallahassee, a 17-year Golden Chief. Behind that operation, go Noles, support Zaxby's, and the War Chant game day operation. All right, let's talk about the matchup then. Let's kind of get down to the nuts and bolts of this. I think there's two main matchups most Florida State fans are either looking at or a little bit nervous about. I'll start off with you, Ira. Uh, LSU's got some real dynamic pass catchers. Florida State's defense played quite strong to end out the season last year, uh, but it seems like the Kayshawn Bute, Malik neighbors, I mean, throw whoever else you want there, Jack Besh, Brian Thomas Jr., uh, Dre Jenkins, I think, is the guy that Brian Kelly said has looked real good for them. Uh, How important, how vital the matchup is that going to be? LSU's receivers against Florida State's offensive backs, and how do you feel those uh, two segments match up against one another?
1: Yeah, it's funny. Like, when you talk about it like that, and I just wrote a story about it, it's at warchant.com, which people can go read. If you spring for a buck for the year, you can go read that article about that matchup and what LSU has at wide receiver. And it's an impressive receiver core. Some people think uh, our buddy, Jeff Cameron, thinks it might be one of the one of the best in the country. And it really might be. You look at the numbers they put up last year, even after um, Keishon Bute went out with his injury midway through the year, they had a very productive passing game. Max Johnson, I don't know what you were thinking. Max Johnson should have stayed at LSU with those skill position players, as opposed to sitting on the bench at Texas A and M. But anyway, I digress. Um, it's th- that is you would think that's the matchup: the receivers against Florida State's defensive backs. But I honestly think it's all going to come down to Florida State's defensive front and LSU's offensive front, and whether or not LSU can affect or FSU can affect LSU's quarterback. We think it's going to be Jaden Daniels. Garrett Neusmeyer might play some as well, but <clears throat> Florida State, Florida State's defensive backs, I don't believe can match up in man all day with those LSU wide receivers. I just don't have confidence in that. Um, We did see improvement last season, but I think they have an advantage at that position. So to me, it's going to be really incumbent upon Florida State's defensive front and Adam Fuller scheming up some blitzes, throwing some different pressures, maybe confusing, trying to confuse Jaden Daniels with some coverages to really affect his ability to get the ball to those guys. Because I just don't think Many defenses, many secondaries in the country can match up with LSU's wide receivers, and you add in a, an impressive tight end freshman, Mason Taylor, Jason Taylor's son. They've got a lot of weapons. It to me, it's all going to come down to Florida State's defensive front figuring out a way to get pressure and affect the quarterback.
2: Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I was real confident about this game all all preseason, and then pretty much most of this week. But then I started kind of looking at the Clemson game and, and trying to think if there's some parallels there. So, uh, Tom, you know, can Florida State hang on the edges with LSU's? Uh, weapons. And then most importantly, as, as I was kind of hinting at as well, I mean, can Florida State get home to Jaden Daniels? I mean, if they can't affect him and pressure him, just how long of a day could it be for them?
0: It could be a long day. But the question is, how good of a quarterback is Daniels or Nussmeyer? And, and are both of them going to play? I, just the way Brian Kelly handled his press conference earlier in the week, it seems like both of them might get some run. I, I just, I don't know. Jordan Travis improvements versus Jaden Daniels, the quarterback who, you know, in his first game playing for LSU, who is actually the better player? And could it be that Florida State, in a matchup against a, a power five named program that has had a ton of success in recent history with a, a coordinator and a head coach like Brian Kelly and an offense that's highly decorated, could it be that Jordan Travis is the better quarterback in this football game? You know, I wonder if that's going to be a conversation when we're doing the, the uh, watch along show with Dominic Robinson at halftime. As long as, as you're pivoting to go to the Superdome and then I'm jumping in, are we saying, Well, what do you know? Jordan Travis is the superior quarterback on the field tonight, and it's great that they've got the weapons, but he's missed some throws. So that's the hard thing about this game, Uh, working in a new offense with a new uh, philosophy in Brian Kelly's offense, and then also first game of the season in general. They're kind of weird. So I have a hard time pinpointing and saying, all right, just because LSU's skill position players are better, that means that the passing game is going to be productive. We'll see. I know that's a long-winded way of kind of dancing around the question, but it's just, it's hard. First games are weird. Take a look at this past weekend, uh, Northwestern, and Nebraska, that's a strange result. UConn hanging with Utah State. Anything can happen in a week one. And especially if they're gonna be juggling quarterbacks, who knows if the offense is even gonna look uh, productive and consistent.
1: Well, I, and I just wanna inter- interject that, real quick. I, I think there's no question. I think Jordan Travis is gonna be the better quarterback in this game. Look, he's been in the system for three years. Jaden Daniels has been there for a few months. And uh, and you go back to Jaden Daniels' most successful season as Arizona State's quarterback was when Florida State played him when he was a freshman. And he had all those touchdowns and interceptions. But I remember in the, in the weeks leading up to that game, as we looked at Arizona State, they had a great running back and a great receiver. And basically, he was given one read, and if it wasn't there, he took off. And he's an athletic guy. I don't know, and I haven't watched him that closely the last couple of years, but I don't know that he... I don't expect because of the way his numbers have progressed, I don't see signs that he's become this all-around quarterback who's just going to scan the field and light defenses up. His numbers were obviously not very good the last year or two, and then you add in the fact that he's in a new system. So, look, man, Jordan Travis—if you took them on a playground, one one versus one, Jaden Daniels might have more natural ability. He's six foot three. Uh, They're both really athletic. I don't know who's the more naturally talented player, but I think Jordan Travis should outplay Jaden Daniels in this game, and if he doesn't, uh, I think that's a bad thing.
2: I'll tell you what, man. Mike Norvell certainly thinks he's got the better quarterback. It definitely sounded like that when we spoke to him at practice on Tuesday. man. Again, I really think when he talked about everybody's confident, but what you see with Jordan, it's a true confidence because he's done it and he knows what to do. I think that kind of underscores what Jaden Daniels is being asked to do on this kind of really compressed timeline to get things figured out. Uh, let, let's keep it here, though. In terms of what I was talking about, I guess with the, with the Clemson parallels, uh, Tom, which makes me a little bit nervous. This is what maybe is kind of turning my sort of optimism meter on this game. Is that man LSU's defensive front might? I don't know. If, I don't know if Matt House is Brent Venables, but man, that defensive front for LSU might just be a notch or so below what Clemson was last year. And we've seen Florida State not be their best on the road. This is neutral site, if you want to call it. So. Uh, That's got me a little bit nervous. What if what if LSU's defensive front can really wreak havoc and and create trouble for Jordan the way he faced in Death Valley? So just how crucial is it going to be for Florida State's offensive line to hold up against uh, LSU? And can they with all these injuries they've kind of sustained and are shuffling guys around with?
0: Yeah, that's it's like the opposite of what I just argued. You know, it's great that LSU has all these skill position players, especially at receiver on offense. But if the quarterback's not that great, then how good is it? Is the net effect in the other case? You could you could point to LSU's linebackers, or defensive backs, and say, what do they really have? But if they're dominant up front, they're going to ho- look a whole lot better. The defensive line is going to make everything look better. And Mason Smith comes back in just nine games last year, five tackles for loss, four sacks. He's going to be lining up over and against whom? That's the hard part for Florida State. You're talking about shuffling. You're talking about uh, bodies moving along the offensive line. Maurice Smith is on the two deep this week. Darius Washington left the game against Duquesne early. Who's snapping the football? We're not going to know until line rushes early on, and that'll be Mr. Binoculars uh, next to me here, Irish Chauvel in the pregame. I'll be very interested to see who's taking line rushes before the game, because even though we can't report on what we see in practice, I don't even know if that's going to be an indicator. It might be a a game day decision on Sunday. So we'll see what happens there. And then based upon what happens at center, I think the rest of the line is going to fill across the board. So because Dylan Gibbons could play center as well. We saw that on Saturday, and that's a very interesting development. But Mason Smith, uh, BJ Ojolari and others, uh, I think they're going to have some success. The question is, can Florida State have a straight up success a little bit more often in the running game? Last year against Clemson, you got to move the fight somewhere else. You know, you got to move your guards, you got to roll the pocket, do things like that to get Jordan Travis and the running game some uh, some yardage on the perimeter. Can you actually succeed every once in a while because of the improvements in the offensive line running straight ahead on first down, or is that just a wash and you've got to abandon that early in the game? How does Florida State attack it? Uh, if the answer is no, probably a lot of quick passes on the perimeter, and they can see and test what LSU does on the edges uh, from a defensive back standpoint. But you're right, Aslan, this could look like a very ugly football game early on for both sides if both offensive lines, you know, if it looks like chalk is going to win out, both offensive lines are going to struggle against the defensive fronts for LSU and Florida State.
2: It's a really important matchup, Ira, Florida State's offensive line against LSU's defensive line. Uh, You know, just how much of this will go towards dictating, you think, the outcome of it, and and where's your confidence in terms of how Florida State can, uh, you know, at least – you know, stem the tide a little bit from what LSU is going to probably try to create up front.
1: Well, I think a couple things I would say mitigated a little bit when you you talk about your comparison to the Clemson game. Number one, I think Florida State's offensive line is in a little bit better shape than it was a year ago with some of the new pieces you brought in. I also think Clemson's defensive line was better than what we're going to see from LSU. LSU's got a very good defensive line. I I thought Clemson's defensive line was out of this world last year. I think it's the best in the country this year. Um, So I think they're a little bit closer, but the big thing to me is, Florida State's got better skill now. And, and to you know Tom made a point that obviously if your offensive line gets overwhelmed, that may not matter. And I made a similar point earlier on the other side of the ball. <clears throat> but I really think you actually have some options at receiver now, guys who have some, some length, uh, some athleticism, can get separation, can get open, and can make plays, can make contested catches. And now that gives you a chance. Last year in that Clemson game, Florida State didn't have that. When you're rolling out the receivers, FSU was rolling out a year ago, you didn't even have a prayer in those one-on-one matchups. So when Clemson stacked the box, you were you were you were sunk. I think Florida State's got better receivers there. I think Jordan Travis is a more confident quarterback now than he was a year ago. So those give you a chance in that matchup. And then at the end of the day, and I made this point on several headlines, and and uh, actually Coach Henshaw, George Henshaw, who uh, writes pieces for us now, the Henshaws House analysis piece, the longtime NFL and college coach who coached at Florida State under Bobby Bowden back in the day. I actually just spoke to him and we'll have that piece on the website as well. And he talked about coaching. One of the top things a coach has to do is put his players in positions that they can do what you're asking them to do. So it's going to be really important that Mike Norvell and Alex Atkins don't ask Florida State's offensive linemen to do things they can't physically do. And so there's going to be some things they have to do scheme-wise to, to give Jordan Travis and these skilled guys a chance if, uh, you know, because they're not going to be able to match up just one-on-one and win those battles.
2: All right. Well, if you guys haven't felt the energy, the enthusiasm, the optimism of us, uh, hopefully these last few minutes have done so for you. So come out to New Orleans, get in the car, get on a plane, come hang out with us for the meet and greet on Saturday over at the Howlin' Wolf. It's in the French Quarter, 907 South Peter Street. You see it on your screen, two to five o'clock. Corey's going to be there. Maybe he'll pour gumbo on his head. Maybe he won't. Maybe he'll wait for the game to actually occur for that. But uh, we'll be there. Tom Lang, Irish O'Fell, myself, Jeff Cameron, uh, Corey Clark, uh, everybody from morechant.com Travel Council has been really enthusiastic about this. We've seen a lot of great feedback on Twitter. So come hang out with some Florida State fans. Don't watch it at your house by yourself. That'd be kind of weird. Come on out As- to the As- and hang As- out. Aslan,
1: on- you got all your buttons. you got the horn. you got different sound effects. Can we get a wolf? Can we get a howling wolf? every time? That. I didn't have that look ready. Let that, uh, maybe that's something we can work on during this oh, week.
2: Yeah, post-production, I'll get it. I'll get it. post-production. Be Tom, all right.
1: Tom's your, just record Tom. He's got that, it.
2: That was solid. That was solid. All right, before we get to our predictions for the game, let's uh, see what the rest of our staff thinks for morechant.com. It is time. The real season is underway. Florida State, LSU. Man, this has a feeling it's super important for this program, for Mike Norvell, uh, for what's going to happen The whole season, I think a lot of it pinges on what happens this Sunday in New Orleans. Look, I'm picking the Knowles. I think this is going to be Jordan Travis's coming out party. I think we saw so much progress with him. I think there's a much better wide receiver core. Look for a big game from Johnny Wilson, but it's going to be tight. LSU, obviously new coaching staff, different quarterback, uh, a lot of changes across the board. So I think the Seminoles are getting them at the right time, but it's going to be nip and tuck. Give me Fitzgerald to hit the game winner at the end. Yes, just right in the Bayou the Knowles 26, LSU 24.
1: Man, I've been waffling with this. I keep going back and forth. My heart tells me, screams out to me, please, it has to be Florida State. But I think I'm gonna have to see it to believe it. So I'm gonna take LSU 27, Florida State 24, and really hope that I'm wrong and you guys can yell at me later. Hey guys, I've actually got uh, Florida State losing to LSU 24 to 23. I think this is going to be a really close game. I think it'll be a low scoring game early on. Um, I think it's a game Florida State possibly could be leading in the first quarter or leading by obsession or so uh, around halftime. I think it's going to be tough to slow down LSU later in the game uh, when Brian Kelly kind of gets comfortable with whoever's playing quarterback and calling plays for him. And, you know, this is a game that Florida State's going to play very well in, but ultimately, Fall, I think any way you slice it, Florida State's going to end up 2-1 and one in these first three games. I've got them losing to LSU and beating Louisville down the road. But I've got LSU winning
2: 24-23. The moment you've all been waiting for, Corey Clark's pick. Uh, do not go to the casino with this information because it's probably going to lose you money. I'm not great at these things, but here we go. There's some disadvantages Florida State has. There's some advantages Florida State has. I do think it's evenly matched teams overall. LSU has more talent. I think FSU has more continuity. In, uh, because there's not a new coaching staff. So I'm predicting my man Fitzmagic, he's gonna represent this conference right here with a 46 yarder at the horn to send all those Cajuns home in their tears as Florida State, I would imagine you guys will charge the field and tear down the goalposts. I mean, it's been a long time since there was a win like this. I'm gonna say 30 to 27, Fitzgerald with the 46 yarder at the horn, and we all go crazy. Thank you, gentlemen, for your picks. Now it's time for us, uh, after all that talking, to finally go ahead and put our names behind a pick. Um, the over/unders fifty-one. One thing I'll say before I th- throw it to you, uh, Tom, is that I think if that under hits, I-, I don't like it for Florida State. If the over hits, I feel really good about it. If I'm a Florida State fan, and I am a Florida State fan, so uh, you don't have to maybe give us the final score if you don't want. But who you got in this game, Tom, uh, between Florida State and LSU Sunday in the dome?
0: You know, uh, as the week has gone on. Um, I felt more and more confident about Florida State, and that kind of shocked me uh, just because, again, you, you look at the talent player for player that LSU has and individually you can find so many matchups like we have just discussed where you say that's a win. That's a that's a market victory for LSU. But then I look at quarterback and I look at the continuity and I say, all right. Look, Florida State knows what they're about. They've been circling this game for a long time. They've had the preparation and they've got the better quarterback who can make plays. The question for me about Jordan Travis this week is decisiveness with the football. We saw it with Duquesne and it was exceptional. It was for him by his standards of what we've seen. It was a huge step forward. Was he doing that because it was so easy of a read to make against Duquesne? Or is he doing that because no matter who the opponent is, he's seeing the passing game as quickly as he sees little read option plays behind the line of scrimmage. If the answer is that he's just seeing it that quickly, I like Florida State's chances to be able to throw the run open. Uh, I also like uh, Florida State's matchup. Uh, they're going to generate those rail, uh, those rail routes with slot receivers and tight ends and running backs. We know a couple of things about what's going to happen with Mike Norvell's offense in this game. They're going to generate favorable one-on-ones against linebackers and safeties. They're going to generate Uh, explosive running plays. And Jordan Travis largely has not turned the ball over as a starting quarterback for Florida State. So those three things combined with FSU's advantage in the front four against LSU's offensive line tells me a low scoring game, but Florida State is going to come out on top and win this one. I can't believe I'm saying that, but I, I feel pretty good about it.
1: Are we gonna get, get a score? Can we get a score? All right. Fine.
0: Well, you know, uh, I'm sorry. Are you uh, holding but, out?
1: Are you holding out?
0: You no, know, I, I think I think the under is actually going to hit. Oddly enough, I think there's it, there's going to be a lot of three and outs. So uh, we'll go 27, 21. How about that?
1: No, I shouldn't have asked you because that's pretty close to my number. Oh, uh, I actually have Florida State 28 to 21. I, uh, I, you know, I look. I don't. I think the defense is going to play pretty well. I think LSU is going to have some issues. Um, just maintaining drives. They're going to hit some some big plays. I think they're going to have a hard time sustaining drives. I think Florida State didn't show anything defensively in that game. Uh, I don't think Florida State's just going to rely on that front four. I think they're going to be uh, a little bit more creative with their pressures. I like what they did with Jamie Robinson last week. You saw him in a lot of different roles. Um, and I just think that you know they're going to make life difficult for Jaden Daniels. And I, I don't know that he is going to perform at a high level in game one in that offense. Now you might see both quarterbacks, as you mentioned earlier. Uh, it wouldn't shock me if you saw both quarterbacks, but I, I like Florida State to win this game in game one. I'm going to say 28 to 21. Oh, all right. Um, <laughs> oh, man. You know, Ira did convince me, hey, okay,
2: it won't be Clemson redo because they're not as good as Clemson and Florida State's got... I don't know if Florida State's offensive line's in better shape. Um, I mean, they did bring in guys, but I don't know if they're all going to be in shape uh, to play in this one. Um, I do feel better about the receivers. It's got to go over. For, so I'll I'll say thirty twenty-seven. Florida State. I think LSU. Uh, Florida State does have the edge in kicker. If I'm not mistaken, I think LSU is breaking in a new kicker, right. so he'll he'll try to tie it up and send us to overtime. But Brian Kelly will feel the burn of of missing a kick and losing a game against Florida State this time around. So I'll go Florida State thirty, LSU twenty-seven.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's a good point at the end, Aslan. Uh, the you know usually camp reports can be rosy, especially from the coaching staff, but. Special team sounds like it's a major, major concern for LSU across the board. So it could be a battle of awful special teams, except for maybe uh, the return, the punt return game for Florida State. So
1: hey, and and I, I need to go back. I'm going to go pull up that Clemson box score, uh, but I I'm going to guess they started maybe Brady Scott in that game. Uh, I'm not sure. I, I need to go d- double check the starting five, but I I like Demetri Emmanuel and Justin Turnentine. Two of the replacements they got over some of the guys that were playing on the right side of that line last year. but You're right. The health is going to be a big question uh, of that offensive line, but but I think they've upgraded uh, at that position. All right. There
2: we go. I couldn't even have picked LSU if I wanted to. Ira would have convinced me and Strong Army to change my pick. So there we go, everybody. <laughs> That's how we but roll. Like, of course, it's going to win. Once they do, don't wait for the good times to happen. Get on board now for $1. Point the right way, asshole. Subscribe to WarChant.com. Everybody try. It's, it's just trying us out for a whole year for only $1. For real for real. Go ahead, try it out. Hit the subscribe button on the YouTube channel, hit the thumbs up too. For Iron am Aslan. thank you so much for watching. Stay connected to warchant.com. We'll see you at the meet and greet over at the Howlin' Wolf, 2 to 5 in New Orleans on Saturday.
1: Wow. <laughs>